Welcome to the 34 Podcast. This is a podcast about sports news and opinions about events currently taking place in the sports world. It mainly will focus on basketball, baseball, and football that, that could go into the college level. This may differ in other sports from time to time, but it will mostly stay with basketball, football, and baseball. This is a this uh, podcast idea is something I've had for a while and I've wanted to do, uh, and I hope you enjoy. With me as my co-host is Raptor. He will be providing his opinion on the certain topics that we talk about. Hello, everybody. In NFL news, the Kansas City Chiefs have been making moves even in a pandemic. For those who don't know, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs have agreed to a deal that with incentives can be worth up to $507 million, making it the richest sports contract at $45 million a year. With this new deal, it creates an increasing dilemma for other teams that have expiring QB deals, one of the most notable being that of the Cowboys and Dak Prescott. So, is Dak worth anywhere near top QB dollars? See, for me, when when it comes to Dak Prescott, you think, like, he is a great QB. Don't get me wrong. He throws in there with the best. best he's definitely QB. top 10. He's, he's definitely, no question about that. I'm looking at the stats here when it comes to the pay in the NFL. And for me, I would honestly put him above Ben Roethlisberger at the 68 for the third spot. For me, Ben was crazy back in the day. Like, when I say that, I mean it. But now, I I wouldn't say he's washed up, but he's definitely not where he was. I feel like Dak deserves way more than Ben. I think Dak could be number three. But other than that, I, I would probably cap 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 him out at three. What do you think about that? Okay, yeah. I get, yeah. I don't know. I couldn't myself. I'd put him in between Rodgers and Goff because... Right, they both make three, three, five, which is I think he's a top five, but I don't know. I mean, the Steelers really just overpaid for Roethlisberger because he was their their career, their franchise QB. But does that make does that make it any better that the Cowboys overpay Dak? I mean, realistically, I think they could just get somebody like a Ryan Tannehill and just run the ball more through Ezekiel Elliott. They don't even need a really a top QB. It actually takes away from Zeke's game. Well, they, we saw Ryan last year. He took the Titans to, like, very deep in the playoffs, which nobody really expected. And it seems like with Dak, he can't get over the hump once once, once he gets to that game to get into the playoffs. He can't, for some reason, I, I feel like it's the coaching. Well, yeah, it's, it's the coaching a lot. I mean, um, I'm trying to think of who the Titans coach is right now, but he was uh, – I don't remember the name. But he was an ex-Patriot. He knew what he was doing, and he put Tannehill in uh, a good situation because he didn't have to throw all the time because yeah, they had – um Backfield, yeah. He had the backfield. I forget. Who, who is it? I forget. I Henry? Yeah, he had Henry. He had Henry just running the ball down everybody's neck. So they were overplaying that so much that it gave it gave Tannehill so much time to throw that it just made his job easy. Uh, It's a coaching issue with the the Cowboys. Like in Dak, also in some 
case of it, he doesn't have the supporting cast other than Zeke. I really don't think he has what he needs to be. Oh, he's got Cooper, though. I mean, he's got Cooper. Yeah, I can, Yeah, that's true. I know what you're saying. No, I do. What else does he have? Let's be honest, Jeff. He doesn't have... Yeah, they need to bring him in somebody else. He needs... I think... Uh, what makes Mahomes so great is he's got some guy like Kelsey to throw to all the time, uh, where Dak doesn't uh, have. He's got uh, Witten, but Witten's about five years past where he could be anything of a top tight end. I mean, he's still probably top twenty, maybe, but yeah, but he should have probably. I mean, I don't see him winning a championship, so he should have just stayed in the press box because all he's doing is, I guess, he's getting a check. But other than that, I don't see anything happening with this Cowboys he's team. He's not doing much for that team, to be honest. This Cowboys team now maybe the new coach will turn it around, but I really don't see this Cowboys team anywhere near winning a championship if they keep continuing on the level that they're at. Because I mean, if you can't outplay the Eagles with the way they look, it's not you're not looking too hot. No, look, the the Eagles have their years right, and now yeah. it's kind of they're back to like no disrespect to Eagles fans or anything like that. But they kind of drop back down to what the Eagles used to be. Not a great team, but not a horrible team. Well, I mean, they wasted a draft pick on uh, the QB out of uh, Oklahoma. I forget. Jalen Hurts. They wasted a draft pick on Hurts because they're trying to... I, I don't know what they're thinking there because they've got... They've got Wentz locked up on 32 mil a year for the next four plus, and then they bring in a young QB. How much that really, I mean, for him, that doesn't make you want to play very much if they're already trying to place you. Yeah, I know. Like, what's like, there's not going to be a push if you know in the background there's already people trying to replace you. Like, why would you want to, like, why would you want to play if you know that the coaching staff, well, not just the coach, coaching staff, the, uh, the upper, front office and stuff are looking at options to get rid of you well the same thing goes for rogers too i bet he is really really mad that they drafted um that qb out of oregon if i or it was utah i forget his name but it, yeah, it's still, that's fine but he um he's still rogers has still got at least three years in the league which i mean He's not a bad QB. He's still nah, good. We're just we're getting off track, but I mean, it, my myself speaking of Rodgers, I think Rodgers is still a better QB than Dak Prescott because he's, he's got that definitely. arm. He's put the he's put the Lions, who unfortunately I'm a fan of, despite uh, never winning anything for the last three generations, but <laughs> he put them down with that a couple years ago. He threw that hail mary at the buzzer and. Drop this, drop this down. I'd take Rodgers over Dak Prescott any day, just because I knew what he is. I know what he can do. I mean, even this year, Rodgers took that team, which really he only had one or two offensive options to throw to. He took them to the, I think to an NFC NFC Championship, or, or maybe the AFC because they play the Lions. Yeah. I'm not sure, but he took them to the he took them to the conference championship, and I mean, look at Dak can't even get off the ground, and he's got I mean, Aaron Rodgers don't even have a Cooper to throw to. That's how bad it is. All he has is 
Who does he even have? I'm being I don't even know who he has. That's how crazy it is. And he made it to the conference championships. I don't know. And then Dak, he can never get all over the hump. Like, for the game that always gets the men, he can never do it. So, I don't know. I think... I think they were like 500. I don't have the exact stats in front of me, but I think the Cowboys were 500 against above 500 teams, they and they were. just they torched teams that suck. But that's not going to get you. That's not going to do you any good. I think the Browns you did almost the same like thing. The Chiefs and those types of teams to be really the Chiefs. Well, I mean, yeah, that's why, yeah, and that's why Mahomes cheap. got the big bucks because he could he could be out there and have. Uh, he could have uh, one person to throw to that was a, and he elite, still do his and he could make it. He could have a tight end. He could just throw to Kelsey all game and still get like three or four touchdowns. I mean, that's why he's the best. That's why he's the MVP, and that's why I don't. That's why Dax, as good as he is, I mean, I don't even. For me, he just barely hits five on uh, on what he should get paid. I think he should be paid right at about thirty three. He does, yeah. He to me, he's good, but he he doesn't deserve what he's getting. To be honest with you, he no. he hasn't proven to me that he can do it. If he doesn't, I I don't know if I think this is an extension because I'm not I'm not sure if it is or not. But if it's an extension, I would not sign him until he's a free agent because I want to see what he does with uh, Mike McCarthy as a new new head coach. And if, his, if that Mike doesn't McCarthy, work out, I would find. Go ahead, go ahead. It was the coaching. It, well, if Mike McCarthy can bring them deeper. Like, I know it's the players. But if he can do that, then it's a direct co- correlation to the, the way the team was ran. I'm, I'm going to be honest. If he makes the playoffs, he gets paid. That's how I feel. If he doesn't make the playoffs with a new coach, I would build around Ezekiel Elliott. And pay for a, I'd pay for a decent QB. I, who I'd, br- I'd bring Winston in. Or somebody like that that you could get cheap, maybe a Cam Newton. Nah, because if you get Cam Newton, it's gonna be too much run. But, but I would build around Ezekiel, get him a damn good line, and have that. Just I would just start the run game. I'd follow the Titans' offense because I I like Henry, but made it work. Cowboys have a bigger salary cap that they can move than the titans do so they got more room to get more pieces around his e i mean it's nice to have a qb and a running back but it's like Embiid and simmons in the nba it it's not always gonna work and that's been proven in most leagues two guys can't do it all in other news, Pacers guard Oladipo sending out the NBA restart, but it may not be for the reasons you think. Oladipo, who has led the Pacers to a seven-game series in 2018 against the LeBron-led Cavs, has had a rough couple of seasons since then. In two seasons, he's played only 50 games, and in the last stint, he went out with a quad injury, uh, which is a rare injury for the NBA. It's usually only in soccer players. This has kept him out for nine months. Although he did come back in mid-January, uh, he has now chosen to sit out. Uh, but what makes this story even weird is that he's going to join the team and practice 5v5. To many sports fans, this makes little to no sense, as 5v5 is the last thing that most players do before coming back into the rotation. It is on to 
on my way home today, I heard on Sirius XM NBA radio that in Indiana star writer Jay Michael said that Oladipo back in January came back on his own time schedule, barely consulting with the coaches. He also spoke significantly with him that he did not want to leave the Pacers and that he was an Indiana kid. And later that week, somebody in his inner circle was quoted as saying that he wanted to leave. So is it time for the Pacers to bet on Indiana's kid, or is it time to move on? I... I'm going to say it's time to move on because, in my, my, my opinion, you can't be a professional athlete and, one, disrespect the whole upper office by not telling them anything. And like and like you said, he's returning to 5v5, which is the last hurdle, which obviously means he's healthy enough, and he's just choosing to go for the pay, not for the enjoyment of the game. And I feel like the Pacers need to trade him and try to get maybe some draft picks for him. Yeah, I think you need a veteran with it, too. I mean, he's not totally out of the way. But, I mean... But they're shining a bad light. Like, him and Kyrie, like, I, it's not, like, the same thing. But Kyrie's kind of in his own mind, too. Well, I get what you're saying there, because when Kyrie left the Cavs, they were both contenders. Like, Oladipo not playing for Indiana. They're contenders when he's there, if he's healthy. He makes the team better, but if he's going to be yeah. like this... The Oladipo wins a bonus is one of the best pick and rolls in the league, but if he's going to act like this, maybe it's time for Brogdon and Zabonis to be the pick and roll. I mean, they won 37 games this season without him. Yeah, you can't have a guy who's just going to disrespect the upper office or just think he's his own boss. Well, and it's not like you're going to have him for long anyway. He's already stated... um, well, he hasn't stated it, but he's kind of hiding, but he's not hiding that he wants to leave and go to Miami for some reason. I I guess he has a house down there already, and he practices in the summer, but it just doesn't seem right that he's trying to... He has this Indiana's kid persona that he sells, he sells stuff with that persona, and he's trying to cash in on it now before he leaves because he knows he's going to make a lot of people mad with this move. But does he care? I really don't think he does. I don't think he's... His main focus is to get a five-year max deal because he knows he's 29, he's got one more big contract. And who knows what he's going to be when he comes back. He Since that season where he took them to seven games against LeBron, he's averaged 15 points and 42% shooting, which is, is good, but it's not exactly elite. And he's also six. He's six three. He's undersized for or six three six four. What's the normal shooting guard is six five plus. What's that doesn't help. Is that really who Indiana wants to put their cat all their chips on? No. If I was them, I would give away Vic, and I would try to get, and I I would try to get a few. I wouldn't say first-rounders because I'm not sure he's worth that anymore. Well, if you get a late first-rounder from a team that's trying to just compete and needs one more piece, you might be able to pull that. Like a team like, honestly, maybe the Pistons. You're killing me. You're killing me with that one. I don't like that one. You you wouldn't want Victor on your team? No, because he's just going to dip. We need Detroit needs something long-term. They don't need anything short-term, but I know what you're saying, a team like that. 
I think the only team that I see is dumb enough to trade for Oladipo would be uh, James Dolan and his Knicks because they don't know how to run an organization. Well, they haven't for 20 years. I mean, anybody that can get their hands on. Yeah, they're going to go for Chris Paul, even though he's in. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer, but it's not like you're getting Chris Paul from New Orleans. You're not getting the old Chris Paul. You're getting the not. He's not bad, but he's not franchise player anymore. I'll tell you that much. No. I don't just, I mean, Oladipo is really good, and he's got that chemistry with Zabonis, but it, I've the what I was listening to today with Jay Michael, he said that Brogdon's already taken over as the leader in the locker room, and that was, that was Oladipo's big team, thing. What does the team think about this now? If, if it's, it's, it's obviously known by them. Well, I know. What do they think? Well, Nate McMillan just came out publicly saying that Oladipo didn't tell him. He found out social me- through social media, and he's not happy about that. And Nate McMillan played. He's been to a finals with 96 Sonics. He's back, he was back in the old days when if you were healthy, you played. He's not going to like some guy sitting out when he can play. And the teammates aren't going to like it either because there's no way they want to go and battle with somebody out there on the court if they know they're just going to be flaky like that. And obviously Vic only wants the money. And, well, yes. Obviously, and he, he's not in it for the game. Realistically, he's had one good season. That 2017-18 season when he got traded from the Thunder was his best season. And since then, he's only played 50 games. And he hasn't. his numbers are down, like I said, 15 and 42. 15 out of 42%. And that just... It's not a bad percentage. It's not bad, but it's not max. It's not max. That's far from max money. I, I was talking with my dad today, and I said they should bring in Lance. I think Lance could put up 15 on 42 for you, and he'd be like 5 mil a year. Better. I'm not going to lie. Bring Lance back to – that's my fix right there. You bring Lance Stevenson back, and you get what you can out of Oladipo. He had already talked about it before the stop. Lance can clamp if he really needs to. He was – He's dropping 30, and I think he had a couple 40s over in China. I mean, it's China, but if he can get half of that production in the NBA, I'd take him. And he hasn't been known to be injured at all, very much. Like, like when my Raptors played them, it was like the final two minutes, and Lance went off and put our dreams in the coffin. Yeah, Lance was good. His worst decision he made was going to Charlotte, but that's... It is what it is. Players go. I mean, he went for the money then. I don't blame him because looking back now, he hasn't. He's not going to get anywhere near what he got on that yeah, contract. Yeah, but I'm sure his upper management knew about his move. I'm like Victor. Well, and also that was the team that had put the LeBron Heat to seven games two years in a row, and that was that was before Hibbert decided to just. Uh, I don't know. That was something mental. I don't know what happened to Hibbert, yeah, yeah, but. Yeah. That team was good enough that they possibly could have beat that Heat team. And that Heat team, as much as I'm not the biggest LeBron fan, that was a great team. That was a very good team. Yeah, you can't. I can't discount it. It was yeah. good. It was good. But I, the Oladipo's time in Indiana is is slowly going away because he's I think it's he's hasn't been announced yet. I really think it's not. Yeah. He's just control. He wants too much control himself. I mean, I get the player empowerment movement. I get the player empowerment movement, but at least have enough respect to tell your your coach and your GM what you're gonna do. Sometimes, what's your plan? Is? The 
the only thing I heard with that, and uh, the J. Michael said it, is that they may have tried to talk him out of and try try to talk him into playing. But still, if it's his true what he wanted to do, they couldn't really tell him to get on the floor. It's, no, you can't, uh, you can't do that. You can't. But it's it just seems a little bit two faced for me that he's just he's going straight to the media with everything. It just you can't trust a guy like that. And he's unfortunately, lying to the media. he's like, li- yeah, he'll say one thing one day, one thing another. It doesn't it doesn't add up, and it doesn't look good for him. It makes and like it, him sitting out. He said he wanted to stay, and now he yeah. has no intentions of staying. Obviously, yeah. him sitting out was to get money, but now it looks worse for him in the long run. It really does. He wasn't there for the team. He wasn't there for the Pat Riley is a workaholic. He likes players at work, and I don't know if this will influence him not wanting Oladipo. I don't know, but I mean, a workhorse doesn't ignore his upper staff or play on the. No, Jimmy Butler's not. Jimmy Butler would have a fit with something like this. Jimmy Butler would. No, Jimmy doesn't. Jimmy Jimmy didn't like it when Cat would sit. He, yeah, he didn't like it. Jimmy ain't gonna like Oladipo doing this. He and they're not gonna like it. The cards are in the Pacers' hands right now, and if they wait to free agency hoping to sign him, it's just it that they're gonna get nothing out of him. He's gonna leave. It's almost it, the again. I'm gonna quote this Jay Michael several times, but he firmly believes that Oladipo's gone. He believes he's done. Believes he'll be one I more year, and he's done. He's the Pacers, <laughs> I mean, they might not believe it because he's gonna play. He still wants to look good. It's gonna be a contract year, but the Pacers have to realize you might get one good year out of him, but that's it. He's done. You have to get him out of here. He he's kind of I wouldn't say he's on the D Rose area, but he's injury prone as all like as well. Like, Whatever now. Indiana doesn't have time to wait and see how he is. They need to trade him in the offseason before anybody sees whether he's gotten whether he's back or if he's worse. Because right now his stock is immediately high. It's a medium high. I think you get a high second rounder, maybe a a low first rounder for him and, and a that's veteran. Even if I think his stock dropped after this. This does, this is a bad look for him. I will say that because you'll take the skills. Like I know, like he's not a bad player. He's, he's a skilled player, and he, for an undersized guard, he's 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 elite when he's on his top. But you, but you haven't seen that. You want him? You're bringing in somebody who, in their mind, obviously thinks they're on their own schedule. Yeah. So that's I, a risk for the team who wants him. I really think it is, or tries for. I him. think. I well, the Lakers don't have any picks right now, but I think the Lakers could would pull on him if they had had more as a picks bench piece? as a, as a bench playmaker, which they need, and we'll talk about that more later. But he, but they need, but somebody like the Lakers who needs a bench playmaker could really use him. They could, they could honestly replace Avery Bradley with Vic. Yeah, I mean Bradley's on a one deal, one year deal anyway. But the problem is Indiana's not going to get the draft capital out of the Lakers that they want. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they the don't Lakers do. sold that down the river in the AD trade, and uh, they give everything. Yeah, the AD trade. That's right. I was trade. thinking of the Clippers trade with all the picks, but yeah, it's the Pelicans trade. Yeah, but 
Yeah, this is a bad look for Oladipo. With the coronavirus pandemic, ESPN has had a lack of entertainment to show on their network. This has brought about the need for some form of sports content on their station. Uh, one of which has been, over the last week, TBT, the basketball tournament, has taken center stage. It is played in bracket form, and in this year, it is specific to the bubble city of Columbus, Ohio, in an empty nationwide arena. The 2014 bracket is made up of teams of ex-pros, overseas players, G League players, and college alum. To keep the bubble secure, they went to the extremes of making that if one single player on a team tested positive for the virus, it was immediately replaced by one of the several waiting teams. This action so far has brought about three team changes. The TBT is a college-like basketball game. It has very much of a college feel. It is a welcome feeling with March Madness being canceled. The refs follow much of college rules, which allows for hand-checking, which was outlawed in the NBA in the early 90s, making the game very much more physical. The game also differs in the fact that the ending is played where at the four-minute mark in the fourth quarter, the time clock is turned completely off, and the team that leads, a score is set based on eight, plus, eight more points than what they have. That is the target score. And whatever the other team has, they have to make up to where the team that is winning is at, and they have to beat them to the target store in order to win. Which that, you might recognize was part of the NBA All-Star game this year. Well, we, we want to talk about that because the NBA didn't give this any credit. This guy, it's called, it is the Elam ending, but... This guy's been doing it. He had come up with this idea three to four years before the NBA had done it, and the NBA gave no credit, but that's beside the point. Yes, yes. Uh, the TBT has had action. They had, it started off at 28 teams, and it is down to uh, – it's getting close to the quarterfinals. The quarterfinals start tomorrow. There's been several um, upsets in the tournament. There's been um, – there's been um, – Sideline Cancer's on a, a Cinderella run. They beat two teams already. They've just they've just been torching through the competition. It was a surprise, very much a surprise. They had to come back in one game, but they are led by I forget his name. Give me I'm gonna look it up. But they are led by forget um they're led by Marcus Keene. Marcus Keene in his in the first game against Team Hines had 29 points, six rebounds, and six assists, and a win by two points. Just two points. Other action is uh the Purdue alum Menomaki. Uh their star player Justin Dermott had 33 points and six three-pointers and two steals, with that led them to a six-point win over Hartfire. And um, heard that, which is a, a team made up of Marshall alums, beat in their first game, beat the Pistor Peoria All-Stars, sorry for my mispronunciation, by 15 points, uh, led by John Elmore with nearly a triple-double with 9 points, 10 assists, and 8 rebounds. It's 
it just if the games are quite enjoyable. I mean, even today, the top seeded um um Carmen's crew, which is Ohio State's alums, just got taken out by the Illinois alum House of Pain. That uh, many of you may remember Aaron Kraft uh, from back at Ohio State. I know most Michigan people from state and Michigan remember him because he he was just he would torch everybody. But uh, they just got taken out today by House of Pain, and that was that was a one on a sixteenth seed. And House of Pain, the sixteenth seed, took that one. Wow. You've also um. There was um. It's just. It's very fun to watch because it's like the NBA. They just, in my opinion, they blow the whistle too much in this league. When somebody goes up, they let them fight to each other and kind of get more acrobatic finishes than, rather than in ones. I mean, they're not just letting that happen every time, but it's more interesting sometimes. If somebody goes straight up, they don't always call a foul, which is nice. Yeah, the rest a lot. of the NBA don't let the game flow. It it really allows for. Uh, a quicker game because there's less stops. It allows for a more, uh, a more fundamental basketball fans more as myself. Yeah, the more it allows me as a fundamental basketball fan to enjoy the game with less stopping and just constant trips to the line. It just it's it's a very nice game that it's got uh players like um. Uh, Past players of MSU, Marcus Ward had a a nice sixteen point and nine rebound game, and um, it was just uh, it's he was just um beasting down on the post because you can the post guys they have a place in here because it's more like college basketball, which it it makes it interesting. You get to see some guys that just they can do different things in this than they can in the NBA. Uh, there's, there's a few games that I think are fairly interesting to watch. I think, uh, uh players that have yet to play is, uh, big three and NBA seven time NBA all-star and big three champion Joe Johnson in the two seed overseas elite who have won four championships out of the six years that this league has been a thing have yet to play. They play tomorrow at four o'clock. They are, um, they are stacked. They, they have most of the players that they had when they won four in a row. And they added Joe Johnson. And anybody who watched the big three, they added Frank Nitty Sessions, who is a, he, he does really well in the big three. They added that. That's my favorite to win. And that is my game to watch. Um, they are 24. Yeah, I think they're 24 and 1 in the tournament all time. And the only loss they suffered was last year's loss. So they are back with vengeance and they added two very good players. If you get a chance, you should tune in because there's not much on anyway, so it it it's really it's actually good basketball. Though it has seemed very questionable after the postponement of the NBA in early March, the NBA season seems to be ramping up with a bubble in Orlando. It is about to welcome several teams, and there are already several teams that are there. I know I just saw that the Pelicans and um, the, the Trailblazers had just, yeah, the Suns had showed up. 
teams are starting to get in the bubble, and it's a welcome sight for any basketball fans. But with the with it coming back, and with all this this four months of layoff, it brings many questions to the table on how the season will commence. Are there any top seeds that are still favorites? Did, did that change? Are there any dark horses? Are there who will be the eighth seeds? So. I think a lot of stuff is going to be determined in these next however many weeks or months. I feel like the obvious favorite is probably the Bucks, but we have seen that in the finals, or not even the finals, just in the conference championships, is that Giannis can't do it all, per se. Well, he's stoppable. I, he's stoppable. You, 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 you know what you do. It's the wall. It's the wall. That's what it's called. But if he can keep shooting 40% from outside, it's a little bit harder to guard him. But I get what you're saying. He's gained the shot. He really has. He has. It went It went from like 20%, the one in, uh, I think, December the last season, up to 40 towards the end of the season. He's been working. He has, he has been, been working. working. He's a worker. And then you got other teams that are favorites, like the obvious, probably the Lakers, because of LeBron and AD. Well, yeah, and definitely. I'm not. I mean, as a as much I said, I, I'm not the biggest LeBron fan, but if I've ever seen a year where he has a very good chance that I even have a a question about it, I think this is one of his best years to win one. But I think, and they're not a dark horse in any way. I really think the team that if anybody was to out them. There's two actually. It'd be the Clippers, or it would be Damon the Blazers. I think they, if it, I think Dame, if they can steal the eighth seed from Memphis, I think they pose the biggest threat to LeBron's championship run in the early rounds because Dame the game uh, after well rest in peace Kobe the first game back in Staples after Kobe passed away dame dropped 50 on lebron and lebron i'm not saying he he should have been focused that game he should have been the one that wanted to drop 50 especially being a lakers uniform first game back in staples he should have been ready to go but no the real star of the the real star of it was california native oakland born dame lillard was ready to go he dropped 50 on him and they won. He they won for like four straight games. Too. He tried, He had that. Yeah, he had that run. He was. Oh my gosh, he was on fire. He had like a couple. He had at least one sixty-point game in there, and he had like a fifty-five. He was just torching for about six to eight. Point game. Yeah, he was. He was That's on right. fire. I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't know how he didn't get a moments in two K, but that's beside the point. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think. Dame, Dame and the Blazers with Nurkic back and uh, Collins, Zach Collins back, and they've already got they got Melo and they've got CJ. That team gives the biggest threat to LeBron. And what else? What else doesn't help LeBron and the Lakers is that they have no Avery Bradley now. Avery Bradley was their bench playmaker, which they have. They needed. They they still needed that. Even with Bradley there, where they were playing him in the starting lineup sometimes, and they had they have no bench scoring. When LeBron goes out, you AD doesn't play make. He has nobody to give it to him, and it, it gets it gets just it gets sticky. It gets sticky. But Kuz has to step up. 
Kuz and Rondo are going to be their big off-the-bench X-Factors. Well, who knows? Maybe JR and Waiters. They added JR and Waiters. I forgot about that for a second. That could, we'll have to see how that pans out. But if they can get it rolling, this is one of LeBron's best chances. I think, I mean, like, who's going to guard Dame? Who can guard Dame? Bradley was the guy. Bradley was the guy. You're not, LeBron, he's not bad at defense, but he's not elite. LeBron and D. LeBron and Dame is not the best matchup for the Lakers. They're going to have to put KCP on it, probably. And that's, uh, well, his best days were in Detroit. We'll say that. Definitely, uh, we're going to say that because we know he didn't get off I, a good start at all. Yeah, he, he had that little stretch there where he was unchecked in the full about every week. But uh, we, won't, was, we won't talk about him too much. He was pulling a JaVale, yeah. He was pulling a JaVale. JaVale's going to be big for them, too, at center. JaVale is underrated, in my opinion. JaVale is very underrated. As a as a Warriors fan, I've seen him. I know what he can do. And I was very disappointed when his last year on contract when they didn't play him very much. They should have at least, if they were going to run that small ball lineup, gave him 10-12 off the bench. And they were only giving him, they were either not playing him or giving him like 5-6, to six, which I don't think was right. Would be no JaVale 10 ball. We JaVale has, I don't, he went from Shaq to the floor to elite rim protector, in my opinion. And I've seen in a couple of vids that I've been watching throughout the last few months, JaVale has developed a little bit of a shot. A little bit of a three, and I think his handles have improved a little bit. He is getting it's better. a little bit scary because he's a monster inside. We've seen it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my favorite, myself, my favorite to win is for me, it's been since the start of the season, I've been saying it all year, I think it's the Clippers. The Clippers, if you look at it defensively, the makeup, it's the best defensive team that I've seen since my 04 through 08 Pistons. You've got you've got a, a lot of defense. You've got two elite, elite defenders. That you've got Kawhi and you've got Paul George, which are elite defenders. Like the Pistons had Rip and they had Tayshaun. The scoring's not the same, but I'm just talking specifically on the defense. They have um, they have Montrez Harrell. That's your Ben Wallace right there. You got Pat Beverly. He, I, I mean, well, no, not Isaiah. I'm talking about 04. I'm talking about 04. But. Oh, okay. okay. I mean, doesn't if anything, they've got more players at positions that can play defense than that 04 team had because uh, as much as I like Chauncey, Chauncey was their offense guy. Chauncey was not their defense guy. Chauncey was in no way could not play defense. He was elite, but Pat Beverly, that's where he makes his money is defense. That's what Pat Beverly's going to do. I mean, he gets stuff. Yeah, I mean. You saw what he did in the second game with the Lakers against LeBron. He was, what is he, 6'3 on a 6'8 guy, and he gets the block? It's clean block. Clean block. I mean, you need guys like that. That's your glue guys. And then you got the, um, in my opinion, the best bench duo in the league with Williams and Harrell. That thing is, ooh. You could, there's some nights last year, not so much this year because there's more offensive scores, but last year they had, a couple games where they both dropped 30 off the bench. If and you, we know Lou Will's like a... I could be wrong. 
but he's like five or six times six man of the year. He reminds me of AI mixed with Clay Thompson. That's what he reminds me of. Which is a scary combo. Yeah, uh, but he just, man, I just, that Clippers team is going to be hard to beat. That's going to be, I don't know how it's going to pan out, which, uh, but that Lakers versus Clippers, if they manage to meet, in the in the playoffs, that's gonna be a scary. That's gonna be a. If it don't go to seven, I'll be really really surprised. I say six. If you think so? Okay. Well, I don't know. We got to see how the the. There's no home court at the bubble. That's really the thing. Not. There's so it's gonna be whoever can lock in and be ready to go. It's gonna be the. Is gonna be is gonna be it. That's what it's gonna go to. I. Uh, Okay, my go. favorite. It's a little bit. I wouldn't say it's an underdog, but I think I know where you're going with this. I'm gonna take the Trailblazers. Oh, you surprised me! I thought you were gonna take Toronto over there for a you second. Know, I'm gonna take the Trailblazers. You... Okay, you cut off for a second. We know Dame can do Dame things. Okay. Um. Well, we all know now that the Clip. I mean, Clippers. The Trailblazers are now going to have Nurkic back, right? Yeah, Nurkic. What... Nurkic is a monster on defense. You got Dame. Dame can do what Dame does. D- Dame? <sighs> we already talked about this already a little and bit. And then we got CJ, who's insane. He can create his own shot. He can hit with the... Yeah, he can... some head. days he does better than Dame does some games. I really think that that Trailblazers team is going to surprise a lot of people. That's it. That This all depends. On if they can make a run. If they can make it in, Trailblazers have a legit chance. I mean, with this, there being no home court advantage, you could see a lot more upsets. One that scares me and why I didn't say, that's why I said if the Clippers and the Lakers make it, is because the Clippers, where it stands right now, face the Mavericks first round. And I have a lot of faith. And Luca beyond this year, but who knows with the rest what he could do this year? And Porzingis is a lot. Yeah, Porzingis is a is lethal. And when Luca was out, he was back to dropping thirty. So you know he's got it in him. I wonder for them a big thing for them is if Powell's back because they lost Powell about mid January from where he hurt his leg. I don't know if he's back or not. I think they could still get it done. They got Boban, they got Maxi Kleba. I think Kleba's actually in the rotation higher than Boban, but they can get it done. They've also got a pretty good backup point guard that's coming up, Delon Wright. He had a triple double a couple times this year. I think it was when Luca was out. And I think he's better now than he was then. I'm gonna be yeah, well, it depends on the system sometimes. Rick Carlisle's a very good coach, and that's another thing that helps that team too. Rick Carlisle's already got one under the belt. Man knows what he's doing. He really yeah. does it around. This, um, this could come down a lot to coaching. It really could. If the coaches can get their players focused, they got to be focused. They got to be – they got to know – Oh, it feels like a summer league game. I'm not going to take this seriously. It's not going to work. You have to be ready to go. You have to You have to have that inner push. You have to have it inside you. Not then, now. Any guys that are going to struggle are guys that feed off the crowd. Those are the guys that are going to have to figure something out. They're going to have to, I don't know, like That's Jordan used to come up with game. something in his head and uh, figure it out. I don't know if they got to do something like that. But... With Dame though, because does he feed off the crowd? I don't know if he does or not. 
because he does seem to really. Uh, I'm, well, I mean, he's an NBA player. He has skill, no matter what. But I mean, I don't know. Judging off of his uh, his celebration after he hit that three on PG, it looks like he feeds off the camera and the fans. Well, that was home court too. I don't know how, that much about him on the road, but I mean, you got to think he was getting booed in Staples that game after rest in peace Kobe had died. That that first game back in Staples, he was feasting, and you know they're booing at him. Maybe he feeds off the booze. I don't know, but he well, still drops. Advantage, I guess you could say it doesn't exist, but in some way, the Orlando Magic have it. I don't know, man. I don't. Not really. I mean, I mean, well, if you think that, you think that. I mean, it's it's gonna sport. be up in the air at this point. Orlando's got a they got a good team. I mean, well, they have a pretty good team. I'm not gonna say it's anywhere. I, depends on how folks plays, but this is it. Depend. They got. I think Orlando is either. They're a year out, or they're where they're going to be, because I don't know how Vucevic and Fournier are going to age, but if they can age well, this might work for a while. But you have AG. If it, AG. You got AG, AG and folks are what you're going to have to run through a lot in the future. But right now, if Fournier can strike it at 40% and Vooch can keep that three, who knows? Okay, but that, and then that just leads me to my next question. Who's your dark horse or underdog? In the East, I got Miami. In the West, what do you got there? Well, West, Dame or po- Dame or I already talked about Dame or Dallas would be big for me. If See, they... For my West underdog, I'm gonna go with the Rockets. The Rock. I don't. Uh, I don't think Dan Tony can get it done with no big. I think a guy like AD, if they meet the Lakers. They're done. They better be shooting. They better be shooting. They can't pull what they did on Golden State. They can't pull what they did on Golden State because uh, then they had Capella. You're going to be getting less rebounds because P.J. Tucker, uh, that poor man needs to leave and go somewhere else because they're putting him through the water, through the waterworks down there. They are putting him. But we know, though, but we know the Rockets can shoot the fucking ball. Their X factor is how good Robert Covington, if they face somebody somebody like the Lakers, can clamp up LeBron. Covington is a big piece for them. That was a good trade. I think if they kept Capella and brought in Covington, I think they would be in a better place than they are right now. You're Yeah, you're, you're on very good track right there. I really believe that. And then your East underdog is the Heat, and what makes you think that? The, the Heat... They're the most, they move the ball almost like the 72 Knicks. They just pass so much. The person who actually gets the most shots is Kendrick Nunn, the rookie with 14 a game. And now this break has helped the Heat because Hero was out for a long time, and that brings him back, and he was shooting 40%. You got um, Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson shot 11, 10 or 11 threes the one game. You got shooters. You got... And they're they're not horrible on defense. Hero can play defense. Butler can play defense. Adebayo just does everything. I mean, that'll be interesting. Well, I said Jimmy buckets, but I mean, I think Adebayo is going to be huge for them, depending on how how his. I don't know if they're going to 
do a little bit of switch where Jimmy's going to guard Giannis on the perimeter, and then once he hits inside, you're going to slip Bam in there, or if you're just going to straight play Bam on it? And for the East, like that type of thing, I think if there's a team to beat the Bucks, it's going to be the Heat no matter what, like no question. If there's a team that's going to beat them, it's going to be the Heat. I think a team that if somehow uh, they pull it out of nowhere, if Philly gets rolling, people need to be scared. Because Simmons and Embiid, if they can figure that out, that is scary. That is magic and Kareem in this year in this league right now. Because nobody can if Embiid the problem is Embiid needs to be in the post because Embiid can put forty up a game in the post. But the problem is is Simmons needs to drive into the post. So it's a struggle. And then they bring Embiid out and Embiid tries to shoot and he shoots thirty three, which is okay, but it's not going to win all the time. It's not and, consistent enough. It's, it's not bad, it's but not, it's not like... It's not... The biggest... Philly would be top right now if they had not drafted folks and drafted Tatum. Very true. Tatum, that... That was, that was a big mess up. That is... You would have had a Thunder... A 2012-2011 Thunder team that right might there. That been a championship team right there. I think it would be if not... It would have been, if not this year, the next year. And speaking about Tatum, Boston's nowhere near out of it either. Boston is still very much a competitor because Tatum wants to prove that he is a top player. And if he really balls out right now, he could he could move up in player in people's eyes of where he is on the standings. And like it's not all about the money, but he can get paid if he shows what he can do, man. Well, and this is Kemba wants to win too. Kemba's ready to go, and you got a dog like Smart that you can put on uh, your perimeter and t- Brown and, and Brown is in no way a bad. He's no way a bad player. Brown Brown's a very good player, but he he's got to work on his consistency yet. But when he's on, forget it. Um, the the only problem I see with them is a weak center position with um, Cantor or Tice. That's it's okay. It does it does okay, but those guys are role player centers. They need a better center. They had Horford, but I mean it's okay. I think uh. I don't know. As as Taco um, starts develops. to get better, I would like yeah develops. As Taco develops, I'd like to see how that'll work. But I don't know if it'll work permanently. But I would. I think that could really help them in the long run. For me, like my my underdog is the East is probably going to be the Heat too. To be honest, like you got the, the only team that can really stop the Bucks or the Raptors. Yeah. Both of those teams are going to need somebody to really stop them. And I, uh, full transparency here, the Heat can do it. I mean, no way yeah. They really put their mind to it. Huh. Yeah, the Heat could do it. I, th- I think a real battle, depending on how the seeding matches up and where they meet, I think Toronto against Miami could be a very good series. Because I think Nick, that goes six. Nick, Nick Nurse. 
Nick Nurse's defense surprised me. I didn't think I, I didn't know who the heck he was coming in. I really didn't. I really didn't either. I didn't know who he was. I thought that they pulled him from some G League team somewhere, some overseas team. I was like, who is this? They got rid of Coach of the Year Casey, which is on my Pistons now. Watch for Nurse, but now looking back, Nurse led them to a finals, and he's defensive, which fit Kawhi perfectly. And it, he's got a ring under his belt first season, which was it was heavily helped by Kawhi, but I'm not going to discount him as a coach either. I mean, Casey couldn't get it done, so they they pulled the trigger quicker than most would, and it and worked it out for him. Kawhi, like, you had the bench monster in Van Vliet. He just decided to drop. Oh, Van Vliet, yeah, he guarded Steph so much. He guarded him. He clamped him up. And then when Clay went out, Van Vliet just shut him down. Lowry had that nice game seven. I knew it was done. It was it was a really good series, and I think I love my Raptors and all, but I think if they come up against the Heat, I'm not gonna lie. The Heat, I think can. I, I think the Heat are just six. the Heat are such a good team all that around. all around defensively and offensive on both sides of the ball that the. It's they're gonna do well. Uh, they're a well built team, and the bench has got guys like Myers, Leonard, Dragic, who was underrated as a sixth man of the year questionable and they're just um they got a good chance speaking of sixth man of the year let's talk about the thunder chris paul brought that team that i thought was going to be in the dump sauces i thought they were going to get a really nice draft pick i really did and then they i might have i wouldn't say they would have been top two but they might no i wouldn't i don't even know because i mean like if they really wanted to I'm not gonna lie to you, Nug. I really think that until the Warriors ended up having their issues, they might have been looking at Wiseman or Lamelo. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, I think yeah, they're definitely top five at the least with their roster. Yeah. I thought it was garbage. I really did. I didn't think, I didn't think Chris Paul had it in him. I really didn't. But he, Chris Paul. I mean, Chris he, Paul kind of bring back not old Chris Paul, but he bring back some killer. Instinct. Well, I mean, they were focused. They were letting him do what he wanted with the ball. That that's where he does well. That's a big the thing. You give him the ball, and you let him go to work. In Houston, that's why he did so good in New Orleans when he was young. In Houston, he was trying to share with Harden, and it it worked. It got him to conference finals. And if he hadn't been hurt, they might have beat Golden State that year in eighteen. But it also didn't help them missing twenty eight three balls. But we won't talk about that. No, we're not gonna. Yeah. Um, but. Yet, but they also, what makes the Thunder so good is they've got Schroeder off the bench and they've got Shea Gildas Alexander, who are both in the Sixth Man of the Year um, award race. Conversation, yeah, they're yeah. both in the conversation for Sixth Man and of the Year. Yeah. You've got your core center with Adams, who has done well. I mean, I personally don't see them making it past second round, but if they make it to the second round, that's already better than what Westbrook has it's, done for them for the past few years. So it's a it's, and it's a it's a win. More respectable than anybody would one expect this year. And two, like you just said, Russell uh, Westbrook couldn't even bring them that far. So they got can do it. they got rid of a stagnant All Star in Russell Westbrook, which unfortunately he was the face of the Thunder, but they couldn't get anything done. They traded away somebody who didn't want to be there and Paul George, and they got Gallinari and Gildas Alexander, and they also built for the future by taking 
I don't know how many picks of, from the Clippers in the future. They could set themselves up again to possibly um, be a threat again. Be a threat. They could possibly, depending on where those draft picks land, get them another Harden or a Durant. Type of, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Because I have Sam Pressy is one of the best drafting GMs. That whoever is in the Thunder's front office that really is the one who does the picks, the scouts on yep. that are are really good because they they had a team. They messed it up, but they had a team. It's not even yeah. They really did have a team until they decided to. It was that was two mil that they gave Tabo Cephalosha that put Arn away, but that's a story for another day. It, Which the, is pretty, yeah. Yeah. You got anybody else you think is a dark horse? Uh, probably the Mavericks. Well, yeah, I think we talked about them quite a bit, though. I think I've already yeah, made right. my, I've already made my point on them. It just depends on if Luca's getting. Luca's got to perform, and we got to see playoff Luca for the first time. I would like to see the Pels, but like mm-hmm. the I like the Pels, but when they played LeBron first round, when they played LeBron during the regular season, they got beat by twenty. So I'm like, as much as I like seeing Zion, I'll take my eight games, and that'll be it for me because I don't. <laughs> that team is not ready. If they're focused, the Grizz with a jaw and Jaren. They, uh, I don't see it in seven, though. The only team that I see that's in the running for the seeds down there that could take out the Lakers is is the poor, is Portland with Dame and, and a healthy Trailblazers team. The only one that, I mean, Sacramento did pretty good against them, but I don't trust Sacramento in seven games. I really don't. Uh, that's know, not, I'm not even going to talk about Sacramento here. because they're they're stagnant, and I don't know if they can take it to another notch. See, there's really I don't know, like there's really not a another underdog per se that has a real like maybe give the Pels another year or two. I mean, I, I think they could be be something. Big yeah, they honest. the Pels' big thing is signing Brandon Ingram, but if they can keep their core together and um, they're gonna have an okay draft pick. They'll, the pro- they'll probably get somewhere around the middle. Even more comfortable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he already he's out there and he seems calm out there, which is surprising for a person who's t- my age, twenty years old. And, and like you saw when he was working out for eight hours a day from. Well, yeah, they just said he had he had a twenty pounds of muscle. He's two eighty five. He well, I mean, he's gonna lose. He's probably maybe put on like ten pounds. He added twenty pounds of muscle, lost some fat, and added some muscle. But he's he's gonna be around three hundred for a while. That's insane for six six frame. I mean, he's not Shaq, but he's the closest thing you're gonna get to Shaq at that position. I'm reading up here that Zion gained eight pounds of muscle in a week. <sighs> In a week? Yes. That he is. Some people are born with a special set of skills. And he's just born with. He's born with the athleticism and just the. Man. The way he's built is. You don't see that every day. Even LeBron is a, a very close 
um, comparison to him, but he even differs in some ways from LeBron. I mean, as as much as LeBron can finish inside, he's become lately more of a shooter. And Zion just wants, he wants to put it down on somebody every night. Multiple his, times. His defensive intensity that Zion puts out is, is very nice, too. Well, we saw it in the summer league last, last year when he ripped the ball. Ripped the ball out of Knox and just, he, I don't even, like, it could have been called a foul, but. I mean, he was a pretty clean grab. They probably it probably was a jump ball, but I mean, it looks good. It's summer league. I mean, he ripped it out and he went up with a story. Yeah, I mean, he his 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 just his bounce like uh, on dunks. It's one step, but even on rebounds, on rebounds, he he out jumped Gobert the one game to his grab a board above the damn backboard. Some yeah, he just he gets up. I'm never. I mean, I know I'm young. I I've never seen anything like it. I mean, I mean, I wasn't there for when LeBron was in high school, so I don't know. It was probably somewhat close to the same, but I just think Zion differs in several categories. You you all, it, it's hard to say that too because you like LeBron is athletic is all you know what, but in well with Zion, he's two hundred and eighty five, right? You said well, yeah, he's. Of mostly muscle, and he's chugging, and he's jumping like something else. He's like Barkley that's in the gym more. He that's with a better scale set to, in my yeah. Opinion. He's he's the Barkley. I never got to see Barkley play in high school too, but I can assume their games are very close. But Zion, if he keeps this effort up in the gym, is gonna have a hell of a lot better career than. Barkley, because Barkley, Barkley yeah. I've heard Barkley would eat two large pizzas by himself. That is, Zion, if Zion starts doing that, he might as well forget it. I don't know how Barkley lasted that long doing that, but, yeah, but, yeah. I think it caught up to Barkley. Um, it did catch up to Barkley in the end, but he managed to get nine, ten years out of it doing that, which is surprising. Um, now. Another thing is, with the Nets missing so many players, does that open the door for the Wizards to pop in there? What do you think? Yes. I mean, the the Nets barely have 95, I mean, not 95%, but... Like, I mean, they got Harris and they got uh, the limb protector. What's his name? Allen, Jared Allen. They got, and they just lost Prince. They got Levert, too. But they lost... Prince is not there, and that's a big piece. Yeah, Prince is not there. You got no Durant, Kyrie Durant. You already didn't have Durant, so you knew that. Kyrie doesn't feel like Kyrie, he should play. No Wilson Chandler. No, no uh, DeAndre Jordan. I think that team is. I wouldn't say they're out, but I don't think they're any. They're okay, but uh, they kind of. Levert it's like the it's like Detroit with D Rose and Blake and Christian Wood and kind of. They've got good guys, but they're not enough to lead a team. It's not enough. The only one, Levert, might surprise me, but that's the only one I have any inclination could do anything about it. I think Levert had a 50-point. He had a 50, but it's been one. It's one game. It's so no game four in a row type stuff. We know that. Dame at six. Dame at six plus. I don't know how many it was, but I know it was at least six. That With was, a 60 in there. That's yeah. just... So, But the wizard, Wizards are down. Beal, Wall... And um, 
Berlins or Bertans, Bertans. That's how you pronounce. It. But, but, but they, they still, still have, have they have it. They have Ishmet. Well, Bonga's hit or miss, but Hashimura. you got Ishmet. You got Hashimura. I mean, in my opinion, that's all they need to be the Nets. But they also have more people. They have. They have others on that. They got Wagner. I remember him from Michigan. All Michigan fans would remember Wagner. Wagner could shoot. I was very much glad he got out of L.A. because they were not going to play him. Oh, Thomas Bryan is an elite center. That's a big guy for them. He's a shot blocker. I remember I had him for fantasy. He was getting like two and a half blocks a game, giving me them fantasy points. I was happy with him. And then he got hurt, but he should be well-rested now. He is a good center. I don't don't watch much Wizards play, but... He, he can hold it down. He really can. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll have to see how this pans out. I think this is where I'm going to call it for this episode. Uh, thank you for tuning in. If you made it to the end, thank you again. This has been the first installment of the 34 podcast. I'd like to say I'll do it weekly, but I'm not going to commit to anything yet. But don't be surprised if there isn't one up next week. Thank you for watching.